Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. Cut It Straight is a podcast helping you pursue excellence in your preaching and ministry. In this episode, we begin our series, The Spiritual Disciplines of the Man of God. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast, Episode 24. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. We're going to begin a new series entitled The Spiritual Disciplines of the Man of God. I've noted in other lessons and other episodes that the man of God must be disciplined and resolved. It is through cultivating the spiritual disciplines that a man of God will have a thriving ministry. I want to look at these disciplines over the next several lessons and episodes, and I hope to encourage you to increase your commitment to the spiritual disciplines. I want to begin today in this episode by looking at Bible reading. 1 Timothy 4.13, Paul says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. All of it is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. As God fills our hearts with His Spirit, we must in turn fill our minds with His Word. I've said, master the Bible, then let the Bible master you. We may not be able to master and memorize all the contents of the Bible, but we come to the Bible as students desiring to learn that the Bible will in turn master us. Watchman Nee says this, Whoever wishes to know God must know God's Word. A life devoted to the Lord must include time spent in His Word. At the same time, studying Scripture goes beyond just taking time out to read a book. Jesus commands His children to search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Through the Holy Bible and through God's Word, we have everlasting life. While we are studying God's Word, we must remember that the Word of God is Jesus. He is the Word of God robed in flesh, John 1 and 14. When we study and read the Bible, we are actually studying Christ, His very essence. This point is not to be overlooked. The very essence of Jesus is in the black font on the pages of our leather-bound Bibles or perhaps our electronic screens. When we sit and read the Scriptures, we are filling our minds with the thoughts of Christ. For this reason, brothers, we must daily read the Bible. It's vital to our lives. Paul wrote that we are to have the mind of Christ. Speaking of his humility, speaking of how he lowered himself when he's writing about that in Philippians 2 and 5. But we are to, if we're going to be like Christ, we must have his mind. And if we're going to have his mind, we must fill our minds with his word. In today's world, we're inundated with entertainment. What generations past warn us about has quickly come to pass. Television shows get more of our time than our families do. Video games no longer have hooked just kids, but grown men are addicted to the fantasy world of gaming. Simply watching movies isn't entertaining enough. They have to be in 3D or 4K just to attract people. Time fails us 
to expound upon how we are addicted to our smartphones and tablets. And now on our phones, they tell us how much time we're spending in front of the screen. Let, you, let me let you know that I have been convicted with such information. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube have given us so many options for entertainment that we don't know which app to open first. All of this entertainment and our Bibles gather dust. An old saying goes, dust on your Bible leads to dirt in your life. Now, think about your time spent in the Bible. How much of, it has, how much of your quality time is spent reading Scripture? Jesus taught that we are to pray for our daily bread. He is the bread of life, and we must have him daily. Jesus said that man cannot live on bread alone, but we must live on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Unless we constantly feed on the word of God, all our lives are going to wither. We must have a constant nourishment of God's word, just as we need a constant nourishment of physical food to live. We are going to live spiritually and have abundant lives as we are filling our hearts and our souls with his word. The Lord says through Hosea, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. The Lord revealed through the prophet that his own people were destroyed for their lack of knowledge. In today's world, the devil and all of his tricks are assaulting us as Christians because we are not taking up God's word to fill our lives with it, to be able to fight back against the temptations of the world. Our greatest weapon is the sword of the Lord. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, the joints and marrow, it is a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is the most underused and misused weapon in all of history. The book of Hebrews describes this weapon as a quick, powerful, sharp, two-edged sword. This is the sword of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Ephesians 6 and 17. It can cut the hardest heart and discern between right and wrong. When we use this weapon, the devil's assaults are ineffective. For this reason, we must take up and read the Scriptures. Reading Scripture doesn't just give us the sword. It leads to our sanctification. Jesus says in John 15 and 3, Now are you clean through the word which I've spoken to you. The word of God is holy, and it makes us holy through its cleansing power. Jesus tells his disciples that we are made clean through his word. The Greek word for clean in this verse is translated as pure. It is the pure in heart that will see God. It is the holiness without holiness. We won't be able to see him. But it is the word that sanctifies and cleanses us. Jesus says in John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Doctrine, truth, has sanctifying power. Brothers, we need to be made holy. And we are made clean through his word. How can a young man keep his way pure? By hiding the word of God in his heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It is our hearts and our minds and our lives that must be holy. 
And the Word of God has cleansing, sanctifying power in it. If our hearts and our minds are filled with the Scriptures, when temptations come, we can be like Jesus and defeat the devil in the wilderness. Each time the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he quoted Scripture. Now, I've noted this before in other lessons and sermons, but though three temptations that the devil gives the Lord, though he is twisting Scripture to tempt Jesus, Jesus quotes three scriptures. Do you know which book those come from? They come from the book of Deuteronomy. Jesus uses the word to defeat the devil, but it's interesting that he quotes Deuteronomy because Deuteronomy, the book, the fifth book in the Pentateuch, the fifth book of the Old Testament, is a second giving of the law. The first generation that disobeyed God and disobeyed Moses, they were going to be dead in the wilderness. But the second generation must have the law quoted to them again. That's why there are so many things repeated in Deuteronomy that we've read in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, because Moses is telling the law a second time to this generation. The first generation did not overcome the temptation in the wilderness. No, they failed and they were left dead in the wilderness. But a new generation that would conquer Canaan, that would possess the promised land, they needed a second telling of the law. For it is through the law, it was through the commandments that they were going to be possessors of God's covenant and blessing. So Jesus, a better Israel in the wilderness fighting against the devil, he quoted the second giving of the law in Deuteronomy. And Christ as a greater Israel overcame the temptation through the word. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, that we will overcome temptation when we hide the word of God in our heart. You may think that Deuteronomy or Leviticus or Numbers are boring, but brothers and sisters, if we will take the word of God, if we will take it up and read and hide it in our hearts, we can be able to wield it like a sword against temptation that we too might be victorious like Christ Jesus. Studying the Bible is different than reading the Bible. We must read it, but we must also study it. Furthermore, simply reading it and just taking a time to have a few chapters read each day are important, but it is not enough because you have to study it. Paul wrote to his apprentice Timothy that he must study to show himself approved unto God. Paul wasn't telling Timothy to read the Bible like one reads a novel or a newspaper. Paul was telling Timothy to study so he could understand the word of truth. He must rightly divine the word of truth. That's why we call this podcast the Cut It Straight Podcast, because we want to rightly divide the word of truth. Paul was a tent maker, and he was referencing cutting a straight line. That way his tent would have the right angles to be set up. And we too, brothers and sisters, we must rightly divide. We must cut it straight when we are reading God's Word. We are interpreting Scripture with Scripture. We interpret one verse through all of Scripture, but we do not interpret all of Scripture through one verse. No, Scripture interprets Scriptures. But we must learn to study it. We must learn to sharpen the sword. We must be able to wield the sword. And we do that through studying. One of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite writers, John Piper. He said this, speaking of studying Scriptures, and I quote, Raking leaves is easy, but all you get is leaves. Digging is hard, but you might find diamonds. It is through studying 
the labor, the sweat, the toil of spending time in God's Word that will produce the greatest harvest for your ministry. And that goes beyond just simply reading it. We must dig into it and study it. But not just study it and read it. We must meditate upon it. Psalm 1, 1 through 3, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He doesn't just meditate on the word of God on Sundays. He does it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's every week, it's every month, it's every year. You don't just get excited about the Bible when you're at a conference or at a camp meeting or simply on Sundays. The man of God, the Christian, must daily have the bread of God broken. We must learn to meditate upon it. Now, Eastern religion has influenced so much of Western civilization that we think meditation means something that has to do with emptying your mind. But this word meditate in the Hebrew does not mean emptying your mind. It means filling your mind with the Word of God. And this word meditate in the original language means like an animal to chew its cud. He's, he's getting every nutrient out of that which he is eating. He's chewing on it. He is meditating upon it. He is absorbing it. And you, men of God, must learn to think on the Word. Paul said to Timothy, think on these things. It's not just reading it, but think about it. About it, digest it, get all the nourishment out of it, get what will feed your soul and your mind that you might thrive, not just as a preacher, but as a Christian. Now, let me give you some advice on how to better read the Bible. Now, if you're going to read the Bible, you need to start somewhere. And usually, where someone they ask me this question, where should I start? Well, the New Testament has 27 books. 27 books with a total of 260 chapters. If you read five chapters every day, you could read the entire New Testament in just two months. It would probably take you less than 25 minutes a day to read five chapters. This amount, this amount is less than the time it would take to watch a sitcom on television or to listen to a podcast like you're listening to right now. So start somewhere in the New Testament if you, if you want to start there in Matthew. The Old Testament though you think it might be difficult and dense, made up of 39 intriguing books with a total of 929 chapters. If you read six chapters of the Old Testament every day, you will complete the entire Old Testament in six months' time. If you'll just turn off Twitter and Facebook for just 45 minutes a day and glean from the God-breathed, Holy Ghost-inspired scriptures, you will have read the entire Old Testament. Now, if you take six months to read the Old Testament and two months to read the New, you'll have read the entire Bible in less than a year. And all you have to do is sacrifice between 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day. Now, let me say this. If you have trouble reading the King James Version Bible, I understand that. I was one of those as well. I read the ESV, the English Standard Version Bible. I also like the New American Standard Bible. I also like the uh, New International Version. Get an English translation that you can read and understand. Now, I've written about this elsewhere. You can go to uh, my website, nswhitley.com, and 
read the article that I wrote called Choosing a Bible Translation. Uh, I try to do an even-handed job of trying to help you choose without uh, doing any type of, type of uh, disparaging against any other type of translation. But get a translation that you can read, okay? Go there, read that, uh, read that article, and maybe that'll help you find a translation that you can read and study. Now, it's important that you start. Just start. Just do it. Start somewhere. Go download an app like YouVersion or Olive Tree uh, app. Uh, there's many Bible reading apps. And find a Bible reading plan. Get a plan that you can stick to. Now, there are those. I've, I've been to conferences lately. And they're like, it's legalistic to, to stick to a Bible reading plan. You shouldn't do that. Yada, yada, yada. That's a bunch of nonsense. If that's how you read it, if that's how you can stay accountable, if that's how you can stay committed and disciplined, then do it. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the outside noise saying you don't have to do that. Do it. Because I guarantee people who, tell you to, who, who say stay away from reading the Bible on a Bible reading plan probably don't read their Bible anyway. But... It's worked for me for many years. Uh, you can do it too. Somebody like me who gets so distracted, this helps me stay accountable to a Bible reading plan. And like you, version you can you can uh, you can connect to friends, and you can they can help you read, and you can stay accountable to others. Get a Bible reading plan. Stick to it. Go through it. Now, listen. We're at the uh, right now as you're I'm recording this. It is the middle of October 2018, but we're coming up to a close to the end of the year. Start reading now. Get ready for the new year. Maybe you're almost finished reading the Bible. Finish up. Finish strong, and then get ready for the new year as it approaches. But what you've got to do, man of God, is be disciplined. If you're going to be a man of God who is uh, who has a great uh, success in the ministry, whether it's preaching, teaching, counseling, helping people, ministering, you must be filled up with the Scripture. You it must be flowing out of you. Spurgeon said this uh, of John Bud of John Bunyan. He said, "If you." poked him anywhere he'd bleed bibline uh, he was saying he was so filled with scripture he just talked and wrote in scripture every reference was about scripture much like charles spurgeon was as well but let it be said of us that if you poke us anywhere we'll bleed the scriptures but it begins by being disciplined in our bible reading Thanks for tuning in to the Cut It Straight podcast. For more information and episodes, go to nswhitley.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Cut It Straight podcast on iTunes. Go to Facebook and search for N.S. Whitley and like and share my page. And follow me on Twitter at N.S. Whitley.